Hello and welcome. My name is George Wojcic, and for this edition of Urban Book Circle Interview, my guest is Mr. Taj Deshaun. He is the author of a new book called Thrive After Sports, How to Dominate the Game of Life, and um, he will be joining us soon. He is an athlete career transition coach and a former Division I college athlete, and I will now be welcoming him. Mr. Deshaun, welcome. There you go. Can you hear me now? <laughs> yep. I can hear you. Yep. Awesome. Thanks for having me, George. How's it going, man? I'm I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. It's it's uh there's a lot of things going on, but all good things. So I can't complain. I'm excited to be here. It's been a long time coming. I'm looking forward to this. Yes, I know. Finally we get to sit down and talk and uh meet, I guess you can say virtually. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Finally meeting. Yep. So if you can, please, uh, just to introduce yourself a little bit to uh, our guests here. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how I can top your intro. Your intro is already so great. But uh, my name is Taj Deshaun. As George said, I'm a former college football player. Um, definitely struggled to find myself after my college football career was over. Uh, I didn't – I knew I wasn't going to play at the next level. I knew I wasn't going to the NFL. But because I've been playing football since I was 10 years old, I only knew myself as Taj the football player. Um, everybody only knew me as Taj the football player. So I found myself from the age of 10 to 22, basically my entire adolescence um, and, and early adulthood, um, being known for being great at football. And when that was over, I really struggled to figure out what I was going to do next. And uh, eventually I decided to become a as a career transition coach, because I found success in my career, realized that I wanted to give that to others. So as you mentioned in your intro, I'm now an athlete career transition coach. Uh, I'm a podcast host and recently wrote the book, Direct Sports, right here. I noticed that the title is Thrive After Sports. How hard is that to make that transition from the age of 10? So how hard is it to uh, make that transition? I mean, I've never played you know, anywhere near any high level, but I, I know it, it can be kind of difficult. Yeah, the thing about it that's most challenging is, I mean, you kind of put all your eggs into one basket, so to speak, right? So that's the first component that makes it extremely difficult is you've just been, while most people are going to college to develop other skills and trying to map out their lives and figuring out what they're going to do with the rest of their lives, you know, we were at practice, we were in the film room, uh, we were traveling for away games. So the most difficult part is really, number one, trying to establish a new routine for yourself, right? Like, uh, my life was laid out before me all these years, and I'm left to my own devices to try to figure out what I want. Um, and then not having really developed any other skills. So nobody, nobody cared that I could run fast and, and hit people hard and, and all that type of stuff. Um, it's about what can you bring to the marketplace, whether you're going to get a job or going into business for yourself. Um, and a lot of athletes, because like I said, we're so focused on our craft for all those years. When you're done playing, you're kind of left to figure things out. There's really no sort of guidance that happens during that time. Because if you think about it, George, to play at an elite level, whether that's college or professionally, you had it had to be your sport around the clock 24-7. So the transition is very difficult. Um, there, there are things that are popping up now to help athletes with that, but obviously there's still a long way to go in terms of resources that are available for former athletes. Right. 
So when someone uh, is transitioning to life after sports, how, like, do they have to make a new identity for themselves? I think so. Um, it's not necessarily brand new, but more so adjusting your identity, right? And I look at it as you don't want to say there's not a hard stop where it's like, okay, I'm an athlete and now I'm just not an athlete, right? Because you still have the athletic mindset. So I like to look at it as – um, the time that we spent as athletes, what that does is it it builds it gives you a foundation, right? You have all these different skills. For me, like when I wake up every day, every day is game day now, right? And that's my goal with anybody I work with to be able to look at their life as the same way you ran out of the tunnel, you know, when they announced your name, this is how you're approaching life. And if you can approach every day like an athlete, then that changes everything. So to your point about identity, um, I'm all about restructuring the identity to a point where it's athlete and I'm an athlete and I now do this. And that other part is what usually has to be created. You have to tap into all those different parts of yourself that may have been pushed to the seat while you were playing your sport. And now you have to rediscover those things about yourself, learn new things about yourself and craft a new identity to find something that's not just, not just fulfills you as much as your sport, but the goal is to find something that fills you up more than your sport. So that, you could take the athletic mindset and go thrive in any new field that you choose to to pursue. How hard was it uh, to kind of step out of your comfort zone and to write this book and um, to kind of put it all out there for everyone to see? Was that challenging? And um, do you have any more books coming out in the future? Great question. I'll answer the second question first. Uh, yes, I have more books coming out. Um, I'm actually working on one right now. It's a co-op book. Um, it's a collection of a bunch of different stories for athletes uh, or former athletes and telling their stories about how, how they, they've ventured into entrepreneurship. The book is called Athlete to Entrepreneur. And what I want to do with that book is, like I said, have the stories of other people outside of myself. Where we all come together and tell our stories and show that next generation of up and coming athletes that, hey, you don't just have to go into the typical careers that they encourage um, athletes to go into, right? A lot of athletes, they tell us to go into sales because we're competitive. Uh, and obviously, sales is great. It can be a great career. I worked in sales for quite some time. But the thing is, you have to be aligned with what it is that you're selling um, and making sure that you're doing it for the right reasons outside of money. Because if we're just chasing money, then eventually that's going to lead to burnout. You have to make sure there's something bigger going on besides money. Um, coaching is one, and then sales is the other. Sales is one, and coaching is the other one where a lot of athletes are told to go into coaching because – you know, it's comfortable. You can stay around the sport. And some athletes make great coaches, but I think it serves athletes more to um, look outside of what they can do outside of the sports arena because there's probably a lot of things that are right under their nose that they could be doing that they don't even realize. So I say all that to say that's what the second book is about. It's called Athlete to Entrepreneur, the stories of athletes who have gone on to different things in their lives. Um, and to, to answer your first question, honestly, George, writing the book wasn't as difficult as I thought it would be. You know. Uh, um, I'm fortunate enough to have got connected with a great company, um, self-published in 30 days. They actually helped me. It didn't take 30 days. That is 30 days for people who have manuscripts written. I came in the door with nothing. I had nothing written. But see, what makes it easy, and this is why I say it wasn't that difficult for me, is because I already had coaching curriculum that I've been using for years to deliver you know, through group coaching, through one-on-one, -on -one, um, different courses, different programs, things that I'm using to serve the athlete community. So I was essentially able to take that blend it in with my story, talk about some of my life experiences, um, use my practical coaching tips and tools. Um, and that is essentially what became the book. I look at my book as not necessarily a story, but more so a tool that someone can pick up 
And by the time they put it down, even if you're not an athlete, you can pick it up, read it, put it down, you'll be like, okay, I know exactly where I'm going, why I want to do it, how I'm going to do it, and who I need to connect with so that we can make that happen together. Um, so so this book can basically be used um, for any kind of athlete, whether it's high school or college or um, even maybe current athletes looking to transition, like trying to plan it. 100%. Would you agree? And that was really the goal with it. 100%. I'm sorry. There's a little bit of a delay on my end. I'm sorry. That's that's my fault. Um, but yes. Yes, I agree 100%. And that's the goal of the book was really to be for anybody. And as, it's crazy because I've had people read it who are not necessarily athletes, people who never play sports. And they're telling me, wow, I'm getting so much out of this. And I'm able to kind of find more clarity around what I'm doing. Because the book is about transition. And the whole world is in transition. You know, like with everything that's going on right now, a lot of people are having to pivot and, and do different things. So the book is dedicated to athletes who are in transition, but it applies to the general population. And when I wrote it, the majority of athletes I've worked with are former college players. Um, I have worked with some high school and some professional players, whether that's the NFL, the NBA, or a lot of players who played overseas, right, in different countries. So, and I say overseas from here in America, you know, people who played in Germany or Greece, um, China, things like that. And so the book was written mostly for college players, but in my work, I've worked with high school players, former professional players as well. And the book applies to them across the board, even like you said, George, to current players as well, because they can read it and they can learn from my experience and the experience of others and see, okay, so this is how I should start preparing so that I don't have to go through some of these same challenges that Taj did when he was done playing. I can start thinking ahead now so you can have a soft landing when you're done. Um, so, uh, when did you, when did you, uh, I guess I could say retire from playing at an active level? I played my lot, my last college game in 2013. So I'm about seven years, almost eight years now. It's crazy to think about. It's been eight years. Uh, and it's funny because I'm still kind of at that age where I'm young enough to be able to relate to some of the younger players that I'm coaching or coming out of college. You know, I'm, I'm 29. I'll be 30 soon. Um, so it's funny because I'm, I'm like the older brother, but the big brother, you know, like the older brother, but the younger brother to some. So I'm kind of right in that middle stage where I can relate to the younger ones, but I'm not like, you know, I'm not the guy who's sitting on a rocking chair and I'm 70 years old. I'm still talking about my college days. So I'm in that in-between ground. <laughs> Oh, okay. I see. So, um, where do you, uh, like how many people are you coaching right now? Right now I have two group, uh, two group coaching programs going. Um, and then it's funny because I took a break while I was writing the book and working on some different, different programs. And I kind of slowed off with the coaching to focus on the book. Cause I know the book was going to have a broader impact. So I got a two group programs going right now. And I'm also working with I think I have three, one finishing up and I have three people I'm working with right now. And the funny thing about it, I just want to bring this up really second, really quick, because it's not always athletes who are just graduating from college, right? The transition to go on for years. Like I was really like 26, 27 before I really started to get my footing and find career success and then eventually branch off into what I'm doing now. But I've worked with people, you know, early thirties. Um, I worked with someone who was 
35. And I guess you could say he was still technically in his transition because he was still holding on to when he played professionally and still wasn't um, still hadn't found a path for himself that that was really working. You know what I mean? But yeah, to answer your question, I'm, I'm working with several right now. Isn't it, uh, isn't it kind of weird that uh, for professional athletes, let's say they start playing when they're kids and then, uh, you know, they'll retire maybe like at the max age of like, let's say 35, 36, and then they kind of don't know what to do afterwards. But meanwhile, they're actually still really young in the grand scheme of things. So would you say your book can help with this transition? Yes, 100%. That's a great point you bring up too. It's Athletics is really the only career where, like you said, you have such an early retirement. Like I, You're really making me think right now because I never really thought about it like that before, but I experienced retirement from a career at 22 years old. That's a very strange thing. Uh, another, another kind of thing that I see, and this is a parallel that I talk about in the book, is military transition, right? Because if you've gone into the military, it's the same thing. You're used to being around a team of people. You're all going in the same direction. You wake up every day. You know your role. You know your, your mission, you know your purpose, you have uh, systems and a structure supporting you. It's the same as athletics. And so it's difficult, just like sports is difficult for people in the military to transition as well, because you're kind of like, all right, you're a part of this group. Now you're out there by yourself, figure it out. And there's really no resources to help you figure that out. But uh, yeah, to answer your question, my book, you know, like I said, George, it's anybody who's in transition, man. It's, it's just about really finding clarity around what it is that you're doing. Uh, being able to map it out and come up with a plan for yourself. The book is not me telling you, hey, just do this and you'll be fine, right? It's follow the steps, discover for yourself, create your own path, stay consistent, apply the athletic mindset, connect with people, and nothing but good things can happen for you. Would you say um, that we're kind of uh, blessed to be um, like the living in the right time and having the right age to maybe now you know, we can have like, for example, like our own personal brand, use social media, use the modern technologies that we have today. Whereas before, when people would retire playing, they would kind of maybe fall off the map a bit. But now it's much easier to like reinvent yourself almost. 100%, George. I mean, look at what we're doing right now, right? You know, we're in different parts of the world and we're connecting and we're putting out great content. Um, the fact that we can even do this right now, yes, we, I think we're very blessed and very fortunate to live through this time. I often think about my parents and I kind of talk about them in the book a little bit where I watched my mom and dad, uh, sacrifice and build for years and work jobs that they didn't really enjoy. They, in fact, my mom really hated her job, you know, and, but they did what they had to do to earn money. And my parents, my grandparents, you know, they didn't have the opportunity to be able to, uh, to carve out a lane for themselves or to build anything because they didn't have the internet. So we, it is right to live in this time where we can essentially create anything we want. Obviously you gotta be putting out good content and then you just have to be consistent, but whatever your message is, whatever your, your, uh, whatever your, your mission or your, your message is, you have unlimited platforms and resources to be able to get that out to the world. So yeah, I think about it every day, man, how fortunate I am to, to be able to even do something like this, you know? And would would um, would you recommend that like the publishing company that you used uh, to maybe someone who's I'll trying? Tell you why. 
Oh, I'm sorry, George. It's the delay again. I'm sorry, man. Well, okay. No, no, I was just going to ask, uh, would you recommend it to someone who's looking to publish their first book? Absolutely. Um, a lot of people get overwhelmed by the writing process. You know, a lot of people think that uh, it has to take years to write a book, right? So just for anybody listening, this is the process they walk me through. And you can look this up. The company's called Self-Publish in 30 Days. I actually, <laughs> I was so impressed by the process and how easy it was to write the book that they offered me a position to come on board um, on top of everything else I'm doing to essentially be vice president and build out a sports division of the company where we can help other athletes write and publish their books and tell their stories to the world. So that's how the second book is coming about, Athlete to Entrepreneur. And then I'm working on with several other athletes right now to write their books, um, get their books published. But the process was so simple where they essentially had me write out an outline. You know, like, okay, what do you want your topics to be? And then they have a great team where I would send in one chapter per week. That's it. Very simple. All right, we're going to go for 10 weeks. If you have 10 topics or 10 chapters, send in what you got. The team will work on it and edit it. So by the time 10 weeks goes goes by, and then as an athlete, I wasn't going to let, you know, I'm a competitor, so I compete with myself. I was not going to let a week go by where I just didn't send something in, right? So you look up 10 weeks, I had a completed manuscript, and the team was editing it. They designed the cover for me. They did the interior design. They set up the landing page. They taught me how to accept pre-orders before the book goes to Amazon so that people can, you know, so I know who's ordering the book. And, and those orders come to me before Amazon takes a percentage. Um, they helped me with putting it up on Amazon after the pre-order stage was over. So from writing to publishing, uh, it was just an all-in-one, one-stop shop, great team of people. They know what they're doing. They've, they've published hundreds, probably thousands of books at this point. And um, it was a great experience. So I highly recommend it. Uh, in your book, you mentioned that it's um, your book isn't kind of like a seven-step transformation type of cookie cutter approach how to like follow these steps and you'll magically become successful is that related to your coaching style 100 and thank you for first of all george in case i haven't thank you already thank you for actually ordering the book and and, and reading through it i definitely appreciate that um yes it is because i feel like i'm not knocking anybody everybody has their system this is applied to the transition space but a lot of people will say, okay, hey, you want to become a millionaire? You just do this, this, and this. And the same thing applies to the transition. You want to be, you want to uh, transition and, and live a successful life after sports? Oh, you just got to do this. You just got to network and you just got to, all that's great, but everybody's different. Everybody's circumstances are different. I think it does a disservice if you do, uh, if you just give someone like a five-step program and say, hey, follow these steps because there's so many different variables. We're all human beings living different lives. So that's your question. Yes, it directly applies to my coaching style. Even when I'm coaching, I'm not someone who gets on there and says, you know, I'm not giving a PowerPoint presentation. Like, all right, we're just going to do these things. And you're going to be fine. It's more so, what, how, like, how's your life right now? You know what I mean? How are you, how are you sleeping? Are you drinking too much? Like, are you trying to mask the pain? What's going on in your family? What's your home life like? All these things are so important to consider. So I talk about a lot of that in the book to where people can learn to examine themselves. Um, and then once it comes time to sort of create and carve out a new lane, you're able to do that by creating that for yourself, by tapping into yourself. There's a lot of exercises. There's a lot of things I recommend, but it's really all about developing a, a better relationship with yourself. Um, because I look at it like this body that we're in, right? This is the body that we go through life with. You need to make sure this thing is optimized physically, spiritually, 
um, emotionally. Um, all those things matter, man. And you can't really get any work done in this world without addressing that part of it first. So um, is your book, uh, like, can it still help people even now during like these strange COVID times? Or is it more for like when uh, things are more, you know, let's say normal? Yeah, I think if anything, the time, the timing of this book is better than ever because of what's going on in the world. Because um, like I said, it, it's more than just about athletes being able to tra transition, but I look at it as kind of a way for people to carve out their own lanes and thrive, right? I'm all about, I talk about in the book, it's not just about surviving, it's about thriving. Of course, if you need to do what you need to do to get by, to pay your bills, of course we need to do that. But I mean, let's be real, George, everybody dreams of the type of life where they can wake up and have purpose and enjoy what they're doing, right? Of course, it's hard work no matter what. Like, I love what I do, but at the end of the day, I have to put work in every single day. I don't just, you know, sleep in till noon and go drink my ties on the beach. I'm working, but I enjoy it, and that's what makes the work easy. So, yes, the, the book is, is largely important. And then people will say things like, oh, but the job market and this and that. There's, there's things we can control, and there's things we can't control. So you can't control who's going to hire you, right? You can't control... Um, if, if your business is going to be successful or not, like all you can control is putting the work in to try to make it successful. So I run into people when they say, oh, Taj, well, I wanted to, I want to work in this industry, but they're not hiring right now. Okay. Well, we can focus on that or we can focus on well, what can you do to put yourself in position? So when they are hiring, um, you'll be ready to go. You know, what, what can you do to essentially create a job for yourself? That's what I did. Athlete career transition coach. This was not something that existed a few years ago. There are a lot of people who are doing it now, but this is something that I essentially, I'm not saying I'm the person who created it, but I created this for myself, right? I created this for myself by having a vision, knowing what I wanted, staying consistent. So the same thing applies. You know, I think now more than ever, a lot of people, like we talked about, are in transition, are having to pivot, are having to adapt. And that's what the book gives you is really just the way for you to be able to do that and create that for yourself. So... When you uh, when you played college football, you got a scholarship, and um, you played Division One actually for Stony Brook University. And I wanted to ask, what does that look like uh, in the states when someone gets a scholarship? Were you approached, or was it something like you sought out? Um, I was approached, and so the way it works in the states, and I can only speak about football. I don't really, you know, know too much about the other industries, but um, you know, just like any other sport there's scouts and recruiters so different different teams different colleges around the u.s they travel to different cities they go to different high schools they ask the coaches hey who are some of the best players you have you know and um from there they get some film they watch a film and i remember being in high school and they want to meet you too because it's not so much just about can you perform but they want to know how are your grades are you performing in the classroom are you if we bring you to our university are you going to be are you going to be able to stay eligible so you can even play right and then who are you as a person? What type of personality are you bringing to this team, to this culture, to the locker room? So I remember being in high school, man, and, you know, uh, different schools, they would be there every week and, and they would come uh, pull me out of class and I would go to the, you know, the locker room and meet the coaches because they want to meet you. They want to have a conversation with you. But, yeah, that's how it works. There's a lot of it's a crazy process, man. It's um, you're literally being like scouted and recruited like a professional, but it's on a, it's on a college level. So from there, you know, they, they approach you. There's a lot of calls and stuff. You'll be trying to do homework. 
you know, this is while I'm in high school, trying to do homework and the coaches will be calling you at night, want to have a conversation with you, sending you a bunch of letters. And then um, there's official visits. So you're able to kind of like, they call them official visits where they pay for you and your family to fly out um, and come check out the school, get a feel for it, meet some of the team members. And um, yeah, they extend you an offer and then you either accept it or decline it. And uh, it was quite a process, man. I was totally unprepared for it. Like it was a whirlwind. <laughs> Would you, um, are you happy with how things turned out and opportunities that you were given? Would you do it all over again? if you could go back in time and if you could go back in time, theoretically, what would you tell younger Taj Deshaun? Wow. Great question, George. Um, I wouldn't change anything because I'm the type of person where like I would, if anything in my life was different, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you having this conversation right now. So uh, no, I don't wish anything was different. I think that my experiences made me who I am, even the challenging parts. And the fact that I went through those challenges and I'm able to talk about them and tell people what I learned, that's going to help people. So I look at it as there were some dark times after college where I really struggled. But if I didn't go through that, how would I be able to help people who are going through the same thing today? So wouldn't change a thing. The advice that I would give to myself is don't worry about money right away. Just be patient and start to think about impact more than money. Because one thing I've learned over the past few years, like when I when I first started doing this, I was making zero money, um, but I was 100% focused on impact. So here you are, you fast forward a few years later, I have a book, uh, I have a podcast, I have a little bit of a reputation about what I'm doing, I'm being invited to speak places. Um, the money's coming in, but only because I was so focused on the impact. And I, I would say that to myself, because when I came out of college, I was so focused on, I have to make money, I have to, I have to. Uh, move into my own place and get out of my parents' house. I would have sat my younger self down and said, look, man, your mom and dad are letting you stay here for free. All right. You don't need to be sitting around playing video games, but enjoy this time. The fact that you don't have to pay rent, stay focused, create something for yourself that you can actually sustain and pursue has to be bigger than money and get to work on it every single day. Just stay consistent. Um, and that's the advice I would give to anybody. Uh, where can someone order your book and where can they listen to your podcast? Yes, sir. Thank you for that. Uh, the book is available at thriveaftersportsbook.com. It's also available on Amazon. However, it's it's marked up at a higher price on Amazon. It's cheaper if you get it from me. And also, if you order from me, I'll send you a signed copy. The reason we do that, and this goes back to anybody who's looking at publishing a book, uh, when you publish, when people order from Amazon, Amazon takes uh, a huge percentage. And also, you're not able to track the data to know who's who's ordering. I want to know who's ordering my book because these are the people who I want to connect with. And I want to make sure that I'm sending them more resources. Uh, if you order my book, I want to send you free resources in and make sure you're in the loop about information that I'm putting out. So that's when you get the book, thriveaftersportsbook.com. Uh, if you check out my website, tajdeshawn.com, the link to the book is on there. And then the link to my uh, podcast, link to all my social media handles. The podcast is called Thrive After Sports. That's available anywhere you listen to podcasts. You know, Spotify, Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, anywhere podcasts are, Thrive After Sports is on there. Definitely encourage you to check that out. Um, I'm interviewing some great people who are in this space who actually uh, work with athletes. Maybe they do similar work or maybe they're just a great example of what it looks like to thrive after sports because of what they've built. I also have a, I'm interviewing clients on there, people I've worked with personally or sharing their story. And sometimes I just have a solo episode where I get on there and it's just me 
and I'm just giving a ton of value and just sharing, hey, this is what you need to think about. This is what you need to look out for. These are some questions you, you can ask yourself. So that's where you can find me. That's where you can get the book and listen to the podcast. Okay. Well, thank you, Mr. Deshaun, for taking the time. And I hope, uh, hope we can speak again in the future. I'm sure we will, George. Thank you for having me. Uh, like I said, it's been a long time coming. I'm excited to do this. Thank you for all the work that you do. Thank you for asking such great questions. And um, looking forward to continuing in the future, brother. Much love. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for watching, everyone. That was Mr. Taj Deshaun. And that's it for me. Signing off.